All right. And now this is our recap of the Jags. We talk a little bit about the offense and the defense, like any other game that we would talk about. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine. The Primetime Titans podcast is presented to you today by Walker Financial Management. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL and the engine of the Titans offense, but he would be the first to tell you that it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the field. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear a lot of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium-sized businesses, specifically in regards to bookkeeping. They offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, Find peace of mind by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. That's www.walkerfm.com. All right, here we go. Uh, This is Primetime Titans, and we are recapping the Jags win. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And uh, good morning to everyone except for Jay Feely. And Urban you, Meyer. And, yeah, yeah, and Urban Meyer too. Jay Feely is, I think the combo of the guys that we got for the for the CBS game against the Jags, the, the announcers for it, that might be my least favorite combo. Jay Feely is awful. I'm pretty sure that is like the, the bottom. They have, they have all of their announcers ranked. Obviously, Romo and Nance are one. I am almost 95% sure that Jay Feely and something whatever his name sparrow they're the bottom choice they get like it's, the fifth or sixth choice every week it was terrible yeah he said johnny smith was on our team multiple times i think yeah. he was i think he was talking about racy mcmath because of the 81 because <laughs> he was 81 yeah that's my only guess but he even mentioned racy mcmath so i didn't even understand that <laughs> and he also mentioned that trevor lawrence was going to try and pick on christian fulton during the day um <laughs> bless you robert and uh, yeah, that was his biggest. That was the biggest gripe I had with him when he well, said that Trevor Lawrence told him in the meetings that he's going to target Christian Fulton today. And we had Greg Maben and Buster Screen on the other. Like those are our other corners and a rookie, Elijah Molden. And yeah, well, Fulton's and, been our best player probably on the in the secondary other than Kevin Byard all year. And there's something. There's some we gotta. We don't need to figure it out. But supposedly he said that. Trevor Lawrence had said that in his well, like pregame meetings this week. Buck Rising tweeted a, a video of Jay Feely saying that on the broadcast and, and tagged Jay Feely. And then Jay Feely came back and said, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what, what Trevor Lawrence told me. And then everybody just was, rolled I mean, their eyes and was like, that's whatever, Jay Feely, shut up. Yeah, I mean. You're a kicker. After seeing <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's play on Sunday, maybe he – Maybe he did think Christian Fulton was the guy he could pick on. I don't know. It was just 
it was dumb. It had me had me a little annoyed. But that's besides the point. Let's get into the actual game and recap it. So the Titans win twenty to nothing. Um, we can go ahead and and uh, get to our quick little you know two minute recap each what we overall thought of the game, and then we'll go ahead and get into um, some specifics of the game. But either one of y'all want to go first? Just talk about how you felt about the game. I'll go. You know, I love to start on these things. Yes, I do. Um, my thought is, I kind of that game was kind of a five out of ten to me. <laughs> Look, I'm saying four interceptions and holding a team to zero points is always impressive, no matter who you're playing in the NFL. That is always going to be incredible. The only thing is, I was not impressed with was, for the most part, those turnovers were not that impressive i think we only scored three points i mean oh. look I, lo- I love that we got him i love that and i think we could have even had two more picks on him uh amani hooker had one that was like right in his hands that yeah. he missed um but i just kind of felt like the offense did not look good i think that scoring 20 points on how bad the jags team looked it did not that was not a very impressive outing from the offense um i just I don't think that Jags team beats anybody in the NFL on Sunday. Not a single team. They're so much worse than they were when we first played yeah. them. So that's where I was like, 20 to 0, that's great. But I just, I don't know if anybody loses to that team. So the standard is a lot higher for how bad they were. So that's where I'm just kind of, I feel kind of 5 out of 10 about it. Like we shut them out and we did what we had to do, but it wasn't that impressive of a win. Yeah, but I, think I do that's think fair. it, I, I really hope it builds momentum for us into the next game. Because if looking ahead, the Steelers are a very low-scoring, pretty bad team, too. So I think if we are winning these low-scoring games, that shows a lot. And I think that can win us games against like the Steelers, against the Dolphins, the 49ers, the Texans. I think that yeah, sets us up well for the rest of the, the season. Yeah. But, again, the offense has got to figure it out, or we're going out in playoffs real quick. Well, so last week we or I made the analogy about – we're just climbing the stairs, and this is step one after the bye week. And that's all we needed to do. We, I, I'm okay with the fact that we came out and we got the job done, and the defense played great, and you're right, the offense left some things to be desired. They didn't go out and dominate. But until we get A.J. Brown back, I don't expect us to look like a, a great offense. So until that happens, I'm happy to get wins. I'm happy to get wins. I'm satisfied with the wins. Because we're really, we get AJ back against the Niners, and then allegedly the Hopefully. report came out that we can talk about a little bit later. Um, Derek might be coming back week 18 if we need him. That's two weeks apart. AJ coming back in week 16, Derek coming back in week 18 potentially. Which we're almost guaranteed not going to need him in week 18. Yeah. If we'll we keep, the if, let's hope so. If we keep winning. Yeah. Let's hope we don't need him. If we drop a couple games, we will. Yeah, I, I I said let's hope so in the sense of like already wrapping up, yeah, wrapped yeah. up the division stuff, not needing yeah. Derrick Henry for the actual game. So all that to be said, I'm I wasn't expecting the offense to come out and look great. We're, we're happy. I'm happy that they didn't have four fumbles and Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw the four picks. That's what we had seen the last two weeks and so just the fact that they didn't beat themselves they moved the football 
Ryan, you know, he didn't throw the ball into double coverage. He didn't make bad decisions. That's the improvement that we needed to see. We we have to rely on our defense to win games until we get AJ and Derek back. I just I think that and until we get some more confidence, maybe and some more chemistry with Julio because he's been out for so long, and I think it's fair to say that Julio's still trying to figure out who he is in our offense. So. Um, I'm not discouraged, but I agree with you, Pettit. The offense left some things to be desired. But the defense, I don't care who you're, you're playing to shut a team out. I think you made this point, Pettit, earlier in the weekend. To shut, shut a team out in the NFL is a huge accomplishment. Big time. I think I just read that the Titans haven't shut out a team since 2000. At home. That was, oh, at so home. that was at home. Okay. Um, but I think I think the last shutout was actually the Giants game when we at the Giants when we went to that game. Oh, I think that was the last shutout. That was a fun game. That was a really fun game. Miserable um, weather, York. but yeah, miserable weather. Um, but yeah, so my thoughts on the game very similar to y'all's. I it's really weird because right now I'm kind of in this zone where like I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from the defense. And obviously I'm not happy with the offense, but I'm kind of just like, I guess I'm not worried or I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's almost like I'm numb to this offense because I don't, depending on, or not even depending on the reports that I've seen, I've literally just convinced myself that Derrick Henry is going to be back for the playoffs. Um, yeah. Basically convincing myself based off of nothing until he'll solve all of our problems. Yeah, until the Ian Rapport um, thing came out. And, it, you know, it said he could play in Week 18, but we're expecting him back for the playoffs. So, And we don't like putting timelines on injuries. Um, we found that out with Paul Adams, and we kind of just can guess that with this overall coaching staff and, and uh, John Robinson and everything. But because of that, I've almost been like, okay, well, I mean – the teams we're playing, our defense is good enough to where, uh, you know, against the good teams, like really good teams that, you know, I might have been scared of, like the Patriots or even the Rams the rest of the way. Like, I can't believe we beat the Rams. But the rest of the schedule, I just feel like we can play a type of football to where we could potentially win those games. And Yeah, every game is winnable from whether, now. Whether we win or don't, I, I'm not really that concerned long term. Because I think we're going to get Derrick Henry back. He's going to be itching to get. I mean, he's going to be so angry when he comes back. Think about how excited, like he's going to be to get back out there. And I mean, AJ Brown too. Whether we see him against the Forty ers or not, he's eligible to return against the Forty ers Doesn't mean that he necessarily will. Um, so I've kind of I've kind of rambled a little bit, but it was almost like the game was an overall feeling of you know not actually being too worried but another thing that I I thought of just a good way to explain the game I usually watch NFL games highlights on YouTube on like you know I'm going to bed on Sunday night and I'll watch a few games that I know were pretty good games I always watch the Titans game too and usually they're like 13 14 minutes long total Um, I mean they're showing like multiple highlights the Titans Jags game was nine minutes. That's how like that to me describes this game. Not much went on. Uh, it was a short thing. Not a lot of highlights to show, and it might have been you know definitely was ugly for the Jags, but we did it. 
and we won, and it was great. Great bounce back win after a couple losses, and uh, I think we needed it. So, who, uh, who was your player of the game, offense and defense? Um, well, I don't – offense, I would say probably Tannehill. Um, he, either Tannehill or Foreman. Um, and then defense, I would say – I mean, I kind of want to say Rashawn Evans after being back and like – Actually, I mean, I feel like he was flying around to where he was making himself known. He was actually the number one rated PFF player on defense in the whole is, league. No, no, no. On for for oh. the Titans, he was like in the nineties. Yeah. So, and I know we mentioned PFF. You had a great um, game, a good bit. So, there's mine. What would you say? What do you think? Same. I I think it's hard not to pick Rashawn Evans. I mean, he kind of had a little vengeance game. I think what it was out for four games prior. Five. Five. Sheesh. And never went on the IR. I know yeah, that's no. interesting to me. Yeah. And so, you know, contract year for him as well. And I think, I don't know what you guys think. I, and we don't have to really talk about it, but if he's willing to accept low amount of money, do you sign him? What? If he's willing to accept like mid tier money, do you, do you sign him? No, no, you don't. <laughs> okay. Really? No, <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of thinking about it. That was a quick, no, note. here's why, because well, our, most exciting news <laughs> yes. that we actually haven't talked about yet. Oh, that's right. I forgot we haven't talked about it on here. We were thinking about doing an emergency podcast last week, right before the Titans game, after the Zach Huntingham news <laughs> came out. The Titans picking up one of the best linebackers in the NFL off the waivers from the Houston Texans. It, it honestly made my week. It's made that's me have a completely different thought process about this Titans team because, yeah, we've been a good defense, but we have been really, really hurting at inside linebacker this year. Even with David Long and Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans when they're healthy and when Monty Rice plays well, we still we haven't had a huge presence in the middle of our defense since Keith Bullock. Is that fair to say? Uh, I mean, Jayon Brown had a near Pro Bowl year last year. So. Yeah, Wesley but, Wesley Woodyard's first year. But I like what I'm was, talking about, what we're about to see with Zach Cunningham is you're about to see a guy that teams actively try to run away from. That they true. send two guys to block. Zach Cunningham is one of those players that you circle when you're in the offensive meeting rooms on Monday morning and say, "Hey, 41, we got to know where 41 is at all times." He's a cha- he's a difference maker on a defense. He opens things up for other people. Um, and we haven't had that on our defense in a long, long time. Rashawn Evans was supposed to be that. Yeah, Rashawn really Evans was. has never turned into that. Even on Rashawn Evans' best game that he's had this season, which is this year, it's a really good game, and I'm really excited to watch him next to Zach Cunningham. But it's not a guy that you're going to pay $8 million a year to, to make you know, a tackle in the backfield and have a pick and then not really do much else the rest of the game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So I think we let Rashawn Evans go. We let Jayon Brown go. We move Because we're going to be paying Zach Cunningham $12 million for the next couple of years. Potentially. Yeah, yeah there's I an mean, out. Don't but know, but I don't but think we cut him. I don't think we get out of it after this, after this year. I think yeah. we made that move knowing if we get him, we're committing to this money. And we're, we would have moved on from Jayon Brown last year if he didn't get crickets from free agency. Yeah. So he came back and signed a one-year, $5 million contract, 
and which is, you know, not it's very team friendly, contract. very team friendly contract. And, um, so I think both of those guys are, I don't know if, what they're going to get on the free agency market, but I don't think they're going to resign with the Titans next year, but I think they're still talented and we're going to get to see them, you know, highlighted in spots where they actually excel. I think the, the, I'll say this and I'll wrap this little Zach Cunningham bit up, but I think the idea moving forward, if all of our guys are healthy, would be Zach Cunningham and David Long starting. And then on running downs, maybe you bring in Rashawn Evans to spell one of those guys. And then on passing downs, maybe you bring Jayon Brown to spell one of those guys. And then, yeah, I mean, there could even be times where we have all three of them, like, or three of them out there. Yeah. Like Cunningham, Long, and then Jayon Brown in some sort of package or. Rashawn Evans. I don't know. But just for context, he played for the Texans. He's been, like, one of their best players. He led the NFL in tackles last year. He just got a massive extension last year from him. And so Zach Cunningham is – he went to Vanderbilt, Nashville – or, you know, lived in Nashville for a few years. He was waived by the Texans. We did not think we were going to end up being able to claim him because that's how good he was. We didn't think he was going to fall to us in the waiver claim. And he did. And so we're supposed to – see him practice on Wednesday, and hopefully we can have him for the Steelers game. So, And you um, know what else I'm looking forward to this week? Bud is Dupree? Mike Vrabel actually oh. taking questions about Zach Cunningham <laughs> in his press conference. Well, yeah, <laughs> because I, there's a lot of speculation on why he got cut by the Texans. I mean, a team that just paid him a ton of money, one of the best linebackers in the NFL, why is a team like the Texans just randomly cutting him? I think there's a couple theories. I mean, first thing, they're the Texans, and – them and the Texans just do random dumb things where they cut good players or trade them and don't get think, any value for them. I think there's the theory. <laughs> You're like, bingo. Yeah. We don't need to talk we about found this it. further. But then there's also some rumors that, you know, he wasn't putting in a lot of work ethic in this year. You know, probably tired of losing. Yeah. Took his COVID test late. Yeah, he showed up. Yeah, he showed late up late to, late to a COVID test. Late to a COVID test. So, yeah. Uh, but the, I think it David Culler said he didn't meet the standard of the Texans. <laughs> We should. I don't know how high that's got to be, but <laughs> David Culley, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think the problem might be with the fact that everybody in that building is just depressed that they come to work every day and they're playing for the Texans. I mean, it's a pretty big reason. upgrade from seriously, uh, you know, top three draft pick team to end up being potentially on the team that might get the one seat. And let's be honest. If you're one of the best players at your position in the NFL in your prime and you're playing on a 2 and 10 team and you just signed an extension through the next 4 or 5 years he's probably if he thinks man if I show up to this covid test late I'm going to get cut I mean it'd be hard for me to say I'm going to show up to that on time you know <laughs> I think my mind might might uh want to get out of the Houston Hey, well, all I know is Zach Cunningham's a Titan, and I am extremely pumped. And I think our culture, if there are any of those issues like work ethic, I think our culture in Vrabel, it's going to get the most out of Zach yeah, Cunningham. Yeah, and Vrabel did coach him. Um, yeah, Vrabel was his defense coordinator. And I think Houston. Shane Bowen even worked a little with him at the Texans when he was when Zach Cunningham was a rookie. Um, one thing I actually was concerned about after Sunday um, – and I maybe maybe I wouldn't be as concerned. Maybe they just didn't want to play Sunday, so it's really not as concerning. The offensive line did not do great. 
I did not think. When was the last time they were great? Let's be honest. I don't know, Pettit. <laughs> I really like, don't. I really think that they've never been that good this year, and Derrick Henry just hid the fact that they weren't good. I think Derrick Henry was Definitely so good that he made up. Like People thought our O-line was a good running line, but I think Derrick Henry was just that good of a running back. Yeah, And we, I think there's added like fewer linemen who like I feel like you would add more effort being like, I have a running back behind me that can break a play at any moment if I make this block. Yeah. Which, I mean, they have foreman. In or the, if I don't get that. to my spot, I'm going to get run over by a freight train <laughs> <laughs> right to my back. I need to move or else Derek's <laughs> going to run me over. Yeah. <laughs> when I, we had our, our fully healthy offensive line that we had from the start of the year, um, I don't know. We just we were giving up sacks. And I mean, some of those sacks ruined our drives and ruined our chances at getting points. They did. Mm-hmm. So, um, on the bright side, Deontay Foreman, I thought he played well. He only um, played in the first half. I hated he got a little that, banged up. Oh, he did. Yeah, I think he hurt his armor. Yeah, he even said it in the press conference. He's like, "I got a little banged up. Probably could have played a little bit more in the second half." But gotcha. I think Vrabel pulled him. Um, Dontrell Hilliard didn't do as much. I Dropped thought he a would. Screen pass that probably would have been. A oh, touchdown. that was. He, did, he yeah. didn't look good. No, he yeah, didn't. he didn't. He ran straight into the O line. He had a couple plays. I was like, just bounce it out. The McWeapon was back. I thought he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. Glad he got back out there. Um, I mean, the tight ends—they had a good game. They Jeff did. Swain, Ferk. I still Jeff Swain rumbling and bumbling just down the slowly and slowly <laughs> getting more into my liking. But you still—I really, mean, you're gonna have to get Jeff Swain's gonna have to get like a game-winning touchdown or something for me to completely. <laughs> Eat my words on that. I think our offense is is one hundred percent a result of Todd Downing and play calling right now. And I don't mean that as a knock. I mean that as Todd Downing doesn't have a single player on his team that can do anything other than like just exactly what the play says. That is our only hope that we have a really good play call and the play call gets us four or five yards or it gets us a guy open. Like we don't have anybody like AJ or Derek or Julio when he's healthy, who takes the ball and then he makes a guy miss and then he beats a guy down the sideline and he gets a touchdown where the play design actually probably was only going to get you five yards. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We just have to hope and pray that Cody Hollister doesn't run the wrong route, you know, and that <laughs> the route that Todd Downing wants him to run, it's going to get him open versus the defense. And that's, I feel like, what we were watching is just. All right, here's here's the play. I'm Madden, and I'm going to simulate this, and I have no power to get extra yards. That's fair. Yeah. I um, I guess with that said, it still seemed like the running plays. I don't know what the the count was, but it just seemed like we were running it so much more than throwing it. Maybe that was a result of we don't want to throw a pick or anything like, like that. Being or being up. Maybe he saw that the O line was playing that poorly and didn't want to sack. I don't know, but. The play calling just was so dull. And, again, if to be Julio honest, I don't even remember much of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it, just was, it just happened. And then, I mean, if Julio's healthy, he's only playing 45% of the snaps. I mean, he got targeted maybe three times, and he ca- I think he caught all of them, which is great. But, I mean, he's not really doing anything more than what C- Cody Hollister's doing. And I'm like, I don't even – I don't know if Cody Hollister it's, makes another team in the NFL. I don't know. I think so it's a fair statement. I'm just a little confused on what's happening on offense. Honestly, I the last thing I want to talk about on the offense is Tannehill. I still feel like he is 
choosing his receivers before the play. I still think that he's Which might locked come down in to on Todd receivers. Downing saying, "Look here, this is the play calling. Follow it exactly." Like, yeah. do y'all remember that? Do y'all remember it was like a third and six, and Julio was on the outside. I think we had trips to the left. We had three receivers to the left. It was like Chester Rogers and one other receiver on the left with Julio, and that wine guard or wing guard, whatever the number forty-two, long-haired safety. He was like pressed on Julio, maybe you know, three yards off or something. And one of the slot corners revealed too early that he was blitzing. And like he he was thinking the ball is going to be snapped, came back, and he still blitzed. And Tannehill still threw it to Julio crossing. He literally just did – it was like just a drag across the middle or something. And threw it to Julio when I thought one of the two receivers – was going to be wide open because the slot corner um, blitzed. It was almost like he just chose before the play, I'm throwing this to Julio, and we didn't get a first down. Um, I don't know if you all remember that play, but it, I just – I'm going to take me, your stance. I don't really remember the offense. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's just – I don't know. I feel like he's picking and choosing before the play. Um, I will say I did like how he dumped it off to some of the running backs – um, there were some times I wish he had done that against the Patriots, but I don't know. I are we still worried about Tannehill? Or are we just? We I'm just not saying, worried about anything until we get AJ and Derek back. Yeah, I think yeah. right now we're just whatever it takes to win. If it looks ugly, we'll take it. And I don't think it means anything about the playoffs. I don't think it means anything about what we can do in crunch time when it really, really matters. I think we're just until Derek and AJ get back, we are on. We're on life support, doing everything we can to win football games. If it takes a special teams touchdown, if it's if it takes four picks and us running the ball a hundred times, then that's what it takes. You know? Yeah. And that's where I'm at. It's also uh crazy that after a bye week, us being healthy was still having like six guys out. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, wow, that was the most healthy we've seen our team. It's so true. And yet we had <laughs> Jack Rabbit out, David Long out, Tell your Tart. Out. I mean, I think there's yeah. a few other guys. Brutal. Like, plus all the guys on IR. Yeah, we have 30 I mean? something guys on IR. It's <sighs> insane. Yeah. It is insane. Um, okay, moving on to the defense. The best part of the game. Um, how about we give it up for the linebackers? I mean, did it take claiming Zach Cunningham to make the linebackers motivated and play better? Jayon Brown had a pick, Rashawn Evans had a pick. Again, I think um, it was just Trevor Lawrence. Just, I think it was just yeah. the Jags being that bad. Like, think about Fulton's pick. I think another another quarterback, almost any other team, that's a sixty yard gain instead of a pick. Um, he threw it too late. He threw it so late. And Fulton was not even in it. position, but he came back and got it. Which, good for him. That's still again always impressive to make a pick, but. On the scale of impressiveness, not that impressive. <laughs> I mean, that other cornerback, I don't even know who it was. but Buster he got screen. He got burned. He got burned so bad. Um, oh, on that play. You on mean. that play. Oh, gotcha. And then Jayon Browns was. was, I mean, he blitzed for a second and then backed off. So Trevor Lawrence did not see that at all. That was actually a pretty cool pick. Um, the Rashawn Evans pick was LaVisca Chenault's fault. For sure. For sure. And then what was the other one? Buster Screen was the other interception. Yeah. It was just not, like over across the middle. Just, which like, I think he did. I think he moved over. and That was kind of an yeah, impressive. He kind of jumped. That was probably the most yeah. impressive pick that we had. 
but the sacks were solid, but still not as much pressure as I thought our D line can get. Um, I don't know. Four picks and shutting them out it was like that's great, but the offense wasn't matching that. And it yeah. was like if they weren't going to score, then the offense wasn't going to do it. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we had four Man, we interceptions. Kinda, we kind of sound like we just lost a football game over here. <laughs> Again, it's five <laughs> out of ten. Robert's it's such a five happy. out of ten game for me. That's Robert's all. That's the way I know to put it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not having. Me, I'm not having it because we didn't. What we did. What did we expect? Would I, we think Michael Pruitt was going to be five for sixty-eight and two touchdowns? Like what? I think Who the, out there is going to do well? I think the problem is if the Jags' offense looked that bad, the defense has got to be even worse. Like you know what I mean? And if our offense was playing like that against the Jags, <laughs> what team is our Titans' offense beating? <laughs> I think hey, we can beat the Steelers. We can beat the Steelers. Yeah. If the Titans okay, well, that's, defense that's plays, a bad example because they're really bad. If the Titans defense, but that's the point. Like we're in such a great position because of how well we played at the beginning of the season when we had all of our good players. That now we have the easy part of our schedule. We're playing bad offenses, and if our defense can just play like that, and we're getting Zach Cunningham and Bud Dupree back this week, let's freaking go! You know, you know what it is for me, Robert. What? I'm tired. I I am. T- this has been a freaking long season. I don't know and if I I'm, like. I'm at this point. I just give me, give me, like, give me. Let's go two and two. Like you know what? No, no, no. no. let's go four and zero. Oh. Let's go four and zero. Oh, but I just <laughs> give me, give me to the freaking playoffs. Yeah, give me to the freaking playoffs. Seventeen and weeks. That's when. That's when we're. We're rocking and rolling. Eighteen. I really think. I really think that time. that's kind of how my Titans' morale is right now. Like I, I'm loving the defense. The offense is just meh, and you know we we got the job done and we won. And it, like, I don't necessarily have a ton of. I'm trying not to have a lot of complaints, but um, I mean, I do have one complaint. Randy Bullock missing another kick. That that freaking Randy. That's a great a point. Bit. Is it time? To get Sam Ficken. It's Ficken time. It's Ficken. It's it been Ficken time. time. I don't Randy, think it is. I don't know. Yeah, here. I really don't know if it is, actually. <laughs> Randy got us here, but is he the I, guy moving forward? I'm not going to lie. The, he absolutely terrifies me for a game-winning playoff. The problem kick. is he looks so scared. <laughs> Every single kicker that we cut last year is good. <laughs> is on another NFL Greg team. Greg Joseph good is the year. number one scoring kicker in the NFL right now. For who? The Vikings. Oh my! He's God. he scored great the most fantasy. points of any kicker. Yeah. And then Ryan Suckup is we all know doing very well at the Bucks. Santos, I think, is starting somewhere and doing well. Santos maybe? had a game-winning field goal two weeks ago. Who did? Santos. Exactly. So against on, I, if he's with the Bears, I think he's with the Bears. Yeah. Then it's it was on Thanksgiving against the Lions. He had a game-winning field goal. Yeah. There it is. That's right. Yeah. So I just don't know if we can kick or. <laughs> If well, we can get rid we of another know, kicker, and then he leaves and does well at another team. I don't know if I can handle that. Well, if Randy Bullock leaves and goes to another team, he's going to do the exact same thing he's doing with us, where he's going to impress every now and then, and then a big moment's going to come up, and he's going to miss it. I, I don't know. It, like that, that, that is, I will say, that is my one complaint, I guess, from the game. I don't know, Robert. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're holding me accountable, and I really appreciate it. I think I'm sorry we need to be just thankful. being a little lackluster. But I think we need to be thankful today that we're nine and four. We need to be thankful that we're twenty that we beat the Jags 
one of our division rivals, no matter how bad they are, we beat them 20 to nothing. 20 to nothing. And shut out. For you know, shut out a couple years ago, a couple years ago, we would be, we would give a, our pinky fingers to beat a team 20 to nothing and to still be upset about it and know that we have like four incredible players coming back in the next couple of weeks who are going to make our team even better. So I think we're in a great position and I don't think we should be too hard on the fact that, you know, the office didn't look as good as they could. Yeah. Um, the defense was amazing. I, they were, I, I get Pettit what you're saying about like, it's the, it's the Jags. So maybe on the impressive scale, it's not as impressive, but I still thought, like, honestly, this defense is, with how good the defense is, they're, like, the sole reason that I still believe, well, not the sole reason, but one of the big reasons why I still believe I think we can be a contending team in the NFL. Let me give you five more reasons to like our defense. Uh, All right, five more reasons. Is Are two of them going to be Zach Cunningham and Bud Dupree? I'm about to tell you. All right. You're right. Zach Cunningham and Bud Dupree, that's one and two. Jack Rabbit Jenkins, a starting corner, number three. David Long, our best linebacker, number number four. And T.R. Tard, a starting defensive tackle, number five. Those are the guys that weren't even there. They didn't even play. They didn't even play. That makes me feel – that actually makes me feel a lot better. Imagine how good our defense is going to be when we get healthy. When you put it that way, it was almost like I thought of each person individually. Like, oh, we didn't even have Zach Cunningham. It's like, oh, well, yeah, cool. That's great. But then when you say all five of them together just now, like, I mean, that's nearly half the defense, half the starting defense. That's true. That's not, true. Not to mention how many people have been on IR on the defense, too. Man. Yeah. I mean, well, we, we, we could have, have Caleb Farley. Things are, lo- are starting Weaver, to tr- Things are starting to trend. That, you know, the, we're starting to climb the stairs. Okay? Yeah, there's still no elevator for us. There is no elevator. We've we got to climb gotta the, take stairs the stairs ourselves. But each week, the How biggest- many steps do we just take? We took one step. One step. So one we're, step. we're not we're talking to five. <laughs> you thought you were going to say like a hundred. This is a five-step staircase. Well, no. It's, it's, it's each the, game the, a step. The top of the staircase is the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. All right. I didn't know if we were, if it was going to be like a big staircase. Yeah, we take it's like a few somebody steps. could calculate it. It's probably nine or ten steps there. <laughs> we're just going up one floor, JG. Going yeah, up one I mean, floor. What, what kind of staircase do you have in your house, JG? <laughs> I mean, you could... It, it's right over there. You can maybe see it. Um, yeah, I think uh, overall, you know, just with with what we had, I mean, Chris Berman, Chris Berman in the fastest three minutes said it best. And when he was showing the highlights of the Titans from the 20 nothing win, like chicken soup, when you're ill, you need the Jags. Amen. And I think that that was exactly what we needed. It was a big-time win. And, yeah. We're, uh, we're going to preview the Steelers game, and uh, that's going to be fun to listen to. Um, just real quick, the, the snake draft, the Jags was my game, so I'm now um, – I think I'm now 3-1. and one. So hopefully if I get a Steelers win, the Steelers game, that's also mine. We did a snake draft, for those of you that are new, we did a snake draft of games that we thought we would win. We excluded the Texans games, and we picked – Based on how the result goes, that's our record. So, Roberts three and two, Pettit's three and zero with the 49ers and Dolphins left, and I'm three and one now, and I got the Steelers left. So, that was it, and um, we really appreciate y'all listening. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert. Thank y'all. <laughs>